Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. All the best things. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you guys have liked all the content we put together for you up until this point. If you have, it's reflected in your subscription and your thumbs up in the videos. Drop a comment if you have questions, comments, concerns, whatever it may be. I will be actively responding to those. If you want, you can also reach out via social media, Instagram, sometimes on Facebook, uh, I've got a lively TikTok account now, like all the cool kids, so, uh, swing on over and check me out there, I'm doing some of the, uh, the kids stuff, so, you know, you gotta stay young at heart, and, uh, what other way to do it than, than join the, uh, the craze, so, with that said, in this episode today, you're about to hear me talk with a doctor, I know that sounds super crazy and super weird, but, Doctor of Psychology Rihanna Cayley joins us to discuss kind of her story about how she got to where she is today, and you know what? It's a good one. It's a doozy. It's something that you guys can maybe all take something from or share with your friends, drop some knowledge bombs in everyday conversation, you know, that kind of thing. If you like what you hear, continue to press that thumbs up button, continue to subscribe or tell your friends to subscribe. Uh, keep supporting the podcast, man. We've got a bunch of cool guests lined up, and I couldn't be more excited to bring them to you than I am right this very moment. So with that said, we're going to send it on over to Rihanna Cayley, excuse me, Dr. Rihanna Cayley, to discuss where she's at in life, how she got there, and answer a few questions for me. What's up, everybody? It's another episode of All the Best Things. Today, we have a very special guest on. She is now a doctor, and you know her journey's her journey's been a long one, and, and she's here to share her story and, and how she got to where she's at today. So please help welcome to the show, Rihanna Kaylee. Rihanna, welcome. Thank you, Jake. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. I, I messed that one up already. Dr. Rihanna Kaylee. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, tell that's a new thing. How how you got to where you're at and and kind of your journey along the way sure oh my gosh well you're right it's been long i think i mean i've i just turned 30 and so i've been in school for most of my life um so call you know i've been i've been in college since 2009 i had one break in between but i've been in college since 2009 so it has been so crazy okay so crazy yeah 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 um, let me start from the beginning a little bit and just kind of take you through. Absolutely. So you've been, yeah. you've been to a number of colleges for different levels yeah. of your education. Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. us kind of where you started and, yep. and where you've recently just graduated from with your doctorate. Yeah. So I um, started at Gonzaga University and have two degrees from GU. My first is in psychology. So my bachelor's in psychology. And then my master's degree is in marriage and family therapy. So I got those kind of back to back and I loved you. I didn't want to leave. And then, you know, at one point in my master's career, I was like, there are some growth areas of mine that I need to work, work on, work through. And I don't think I can get those needs met in Spokane. I think I need to branch out and go somewhere else. And that's how I found Tennessee state in Nashville. And they, their program had a lot of 
the things I was looking for and really needing, not really wanting to do, but needing to do. Um, right. And so, you know, applied, interviewed, got in and was like, yep, here we go. I'm gonna move across the country where I know one person okay. and the rest is history, right? And so then I was there yeah. for three years in Nashville and then um, yeah. going to school at Tennessee State, I worked at Vanderbilt University when I was there and then okay. just finished my last of internship this last year in Logan, Utah, Utah State, and now I'm at University of Idaho. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So how did you find out that, that um, psychology is kind of your passion and how did you get involved in, in that realm of, of things, if you will? That's a really good question. Um, so initially I've always known that like being in a helping profession is what I wanted to do hands down. No questions asked. That's what I was going to do. I'm in a family of a ton of nurses and people in the medical profession. So initially I wanted to be a nurse. I was going into nursing school and went through the process and it was a real struggle. GU's nursing program is really hard and I applied to nursing school and didn't get in. And I was okay. like, what am I going to do now? And that's after going through like academic probation. Like it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, so I have a, I have a choice here. My choice mm -hmm. is either I can just keep trying to do nursing or maybe make a switch. And I think at that point, the biggest game changer for me was actually picking something that I genuinely wanted to do. I wanted to do nursing, but it wasn't something that was like this really, really deep, meaningful journey that I wanted. And so psychology is something that I picked all on my own. Okay. And that's, I just was like, okay, I'm just going to take a risk. I took one class and I was like, okay, we'll just go for it. And then the rest is history. I just loaded up on psych classes my last couple of years at GU and fell in love with everything I was learning. And then I had one class mm -hmm. in particular that pretty much changed my life. Um, that's an okay. atta uh, attachment class, which influenced okay. me to go get my master's degree and what I got my master's degree in and changed my life changed my life so yeah excellent and and you're down at university of idaho now yes what yes. is what is your role on a day-to-day -day basis there at, in moscow it's a great question well it's going to look a little different now that we're in a pandemic you know so sure. typically i'd sure. be working with students in person but now with we're not seeing anybody face to face mm -hmm. so i my primary role is actually in charge of psychological assessment so looking at okay. you know adhd learning disorders those kind of things and how that's impacting school so I'll be doing a lot of that stuff remotely. And then I'll also be seeing some students for individual therapy and then other day-to-day -day things like outreach and um, other programmatic things that the center needs for the university. Okay. Gotcha. Very good. Very good. Um, quick question, just from my end. Yeah. yeah. What was it like to go through the job search in, in a oh. line of work that you're in during a pandemic? You, you touched on a little bit there. Yeah. So honestly, I got really lucky. Because mm -hmm. I applied right when in the type of job that I'm in, you typically apply months before. Mm -hmm. So I think I applied in January and then interviewed in March, right before okay. the pandemic. So I actually had that stuff kind of set up right before. And I was actually yeah. on campus here interviewing right when they were like, you probably shouldn't be shaking hands. You should be doing fist pumps and like little things. Yeah. Um, and so honestly, I, I really hit it right at the right time because other people mm -hmm. that have come since then had to do all Zoom interviews. So I got really lucky. I didn't have to go through a huge uh, process where a lot of jobs were actually removed from the market. So I didn't have to deal yeah. with that, thankfully. So Yes, yes. Yeah. Awesome. That, no, that's great. And mm -hmm. I mean, everyone's kind of feeling, feeling the pressure, if you will, uh, during yeah. a pandemic. What 
I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything, but where do you see things moving forward? I mean, just from a from your standpoint and expertise and, and moving forward with students on campus and things like that, is there something that you can share with us that maybe we don't already know? Oh, probably. So the biggest thing, and you probably, everyone I think knows this, but it's, it's been really spotlighted with the pandemic and just the importance mm -hmm. of self-care. Yeah. We're, I mean, that's a, that is an integral part of the job that I have as a therapist, but I think a lot of people now realizing this, like there is, this is unprecedented. So we have to be yeah. able to manage expectations in a different way and not have the same expectations and not feel this pressure to produce. And like, yeah, there's opportunity to maybe get more stuff done, but the type of kind of trauma and stress that this is bringing is just showing how important it is for us to slow down and take care of ourselves. So I think that's yeah. been spotlight. Nothing new, nothing new, yeah. but I think just, yeah, it's just really important. And you touched on self-care right there. I'm switching gears a little bit. I don't think in the intro we talked about you and your ability as a makeup artist. <laughs> yeah, tell us, yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in that and, and where your creativity sprouts from. Like, where is oh. it something that you've always loved or... It, I mean, it, for those watching, the stuff that she does is crazy, like Halloween <laughs> tutorials yeah. and, and yeah. all kinds of stuff. I mean, how did you how did you find a passion for makeup? Oh, well, I mean, my mom sold Avon growing up, so she always had tons okay. of makeup laying around. And yeah. so I would, I would play in it a little bit, and I've always loved dress up and all of those kind of things. And ever yeah. since I was little, like I have pictures of me in like, gosh, when I was five years old, like face painting and all kinds of stuff, trying to dress up for Halloween. And so it really has been a passion in some way my whole life, yeah. but I didn't start getting, I would say better at it um, until these last few years. Okay. Because I think for me, it really just started when I worked at Nordstrom in the cosmetics department. I just started doing gotcha. that and I was like, oh, here we go. Got a little bit of yeah. training. So I'm not formally trained. I haven't formally gone okay. to school, but just like okay. informal training. And then all of the special effects stuff is all self-taught and I just love doing that stuff, so. Yeah, that's great. I mean, for, again, for those watching, some of the stuff you do is like, you, I don't know if they've like seen it on TV or something like that. Mm -hmm. Are you kind of like YouTube taught? Do you watch someone specifically and kind of take techniques that you've learned from there and apply it to yourself? All or? of it, all of it. Yep, all of it. Okay. So I, I will look at, I'll use inspiration from movies, from magazines, from other Instagram posts, from YouTube videos, or sometimes it yeah. will be whatever I think in my head. And so I get inspiration, I think, from everywhere. And But especially mm -hmm. scary movies because I love, love scary movies. So Okay. And is that, I mean, is it fair to say that's a form of self-care for you? Is that some absolutely. way for you to disconnect from work and things like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hands okay. on. And I think that's been really transformative for me. Like mm -hmm. during, during my PhD program, all I'm doing is like homework all the time. I'm either working or I'm doing homework. So I really don't have a lot yeah. of time. And so on the weekend, I would dedicate at least one day because I didn't have time for more. To mm -hmm. just like let myself create and do. And even if it took a look, took me eight hours, it was worth it, you know? So. Yeah. I was just going to ask from my standpoint, I've never done any of that stuff before, obviously, but yeah. how long does some of your special effects stuff take? I mean, you have to have an amazing amount of patience to even sit oh. there and, and take that long to do that stuff. Well, and depending upon what the look I'm doing, if like I'm doing painting, that could take, you know, anywhere from three to six hours, depending on how much oh, I'm wow. doing and what I'm doing. Um, yeah. Sometimes a little bit less, but if I'm doing a more like, you know, I'm doing just my face or more than my face, it could take a little longer. And then when I'm sure. doing my 
special effects looks, I actually plan those out ahead of time. And because okay. I have to create, I have to mix the stuff to make the latex paste. And I've got to mold the latex paste and I have to let it sit and dry overnight. So that takes a little bit more time. And the painting, you know, can take a couple of hours. So sometimes they're really involved and sometimes they're not. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Again, switching gears here. Yeah. You mentioned in the intro that you went to Gonzaga University. Yeah. For some maybe watching this that don't know, Gonzaga is regularly, I would say, in the top eight programs for men's basketball in the mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. Did you get to experience a little bit of the uh, the kennel craziness there? Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were in the thick I mean, of things. Oh, yeah. I camped out. Okay. I was at front row sometimes. Oh, yes. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Where did, I have to go to where Vegas. Oh, sweet. Where does your love for basketball come from? Oh, oh, it's always been there ever since yeah. I was teeny. And, you know, my dad played and we're a basketball family. We've always grew yeah. up watching basketball, watching Michael Jordan, um, yeah. Larry, all of them just growing up watching them. And then from a young age, you know, we got, my dad got us, you know, those tiny, like, what are they like little Nerf basketball hoops? We would play in the living room. My brother and I would do that. And mm -hmm. just, We've, and, I, you know, I have a lot of boys in the family and no one else wants to play with Barbies other than me. And so, yeah, I'd go play basketball with cousins and different things or Jake's friends. And so, yeah, um, that's how it started. And then I was like practicing and I wasn't too bad at it. And I really loved it. So it just kind of kept growing and growing and growing. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I actually, for those again watching that may not know, I played basketball with your brother in college and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. we played Hoop fest a few years there and it was crazy a couple of times but it was awesome but yeah and that's kind of <laughs> yeah. where we connected a little that's bit yep. so yep yep yeah so we go back a little ways but um yeah it's just great that you have you you have the ability and it's kind of impressive from my eyes anyway that you can you know point attention to your work and your free time is something totally separate and you can kind of work well to to separate it all so that's Thanks. That's what a lot of people today, I think, struggle with. And yeah. me coming from like the fitness side of things and, and kind of working with people, not only physically, but sometimes mm -hmm. I get into like the mental and spiritual things as well. I yeah, think, yeah, again, yeah. people just find it tough to separate work and maybe what they do on the weekend and things like that. So especially right now during the pandemic, I found that obviously stress levels are a little bit higher and sure. people tend to bring those stresses with them to work mm -hmm. or with them back home and and i'm sure you've seen the ramifications of that like oh, yeah. um yeah so it's crazy and and i appreciate that you're able to share with us your story and all your different interests and stuff so it's awesome to yeah. to connect with you there so yeah. uh m moving forward a little bit mm -hmm. um basketball at like the collegiate level division one and things like yeah. that may not be happening this year in the same sense that it has in years past yeah um what could what do you have as far as some information for us in terms of maybe something that we can look forward to uh whether it be u of i or something like that in, in terms of something away from work something that might take our mind off of the world around us if you will i think I mean, that's a good question it might not be something like particular that i can name i think it's gonna be really individual yeah. I think when we're in a major struggle like we're in right now and finding kind of meaning and purpose and a lot of things we used to find meaning and purpose in, like it's basketball, sports, whatever it is, we mm -hmm. don't have those things. We have to look for that inspiration and those like feel good feelings elsewhere. Right. And so I think one of the biggest things people should be looking at right now or thinking about looking forward to is just figuring out what they value and how those core values are, you know, shape or transform the different experiences that we have. Mm -hmm. And so... 
I think looking into looking at things like, you know, if I value, you know, persistence or something like that, I'm, and mm -hmm. I want to learn a new skill right now, since there is time to do that, maybe right. I really want to learn how to shoot free throws with my left hand. Right. There so, you, you know, and I value persistence. So really trying to commit to doing something every day and watch yourself mm -hmm. grow and transform and get really good at it. I think that yeah. can be really meaningful during this time when we don't have all those same things we used to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. A uh, question that I ask for every guest I have on the podcast, or most every guest, I think I've missed maybe one, but we'll extend the question to you. Okay. If you were to pass along some information or maybe a pointer or a tip to a younger version of you, what would be the number one bit of information you would share? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think the biggest thing is learning, um, learning and being okay with living in the present. Okay. And not thinking so much about or ruminating, you know, on the future and like things that can happen that we don't have control over, especially right now. Yeah. We can't think about a lot of things in the future because we just don't know. And sure. living more presently and doing things day to day that make me feel more, you know, fulfilled day to day and finding meaning in little things I'm doing each day. I wish I would have had that. It would have made some of my undergraduate experience way less stressful. Um, okay. even, even like pre-college, like... Yeah. Just learning how to be a little bit more present and patient. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And um, lastly, before we kind of send you on your way, I know I'm taking up a little bit of your afternoon, but okay. what is some information that you would share with maybe someone who's looking to go down the path you did with education and, and get into the field of work that, that you currently are in? Oh, well, just know you're going to be in school forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and make enough. sure it's, yeah, make sure it's worth it. Like make sure it's worth it for you. And you might not know that initially but i mean there's a it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of sacrifice to go really far with education at least and sacrifices i literally mean in every sense of the word you're okay. sacrificing relationships money i mean experiences you're sacrificing so much um yeah. if that's something you're willing to do just know that that's gonna be part of it and mm -hmm. at least for me it, it's so it has been so worth it for the experience yeah. that i've been on um, and I think even just thinking about that, living more presently um, through those experiences, why by doing that and not thinking so much about like what I'm missing out on, how much am I gaining in the present moment as I'm going yeah. through this process on this journey, right? Mm -hmm. um, so then being mindful of that, but then if someone's wanting to go into psychology, like there are so many people that you can talk to about it um, and research things and gosh, there, I mean, there's so much information and literature out there but I think the biggest thing with psychology when you're going into it is like, it's a, it's not the easiest degree to get it, There's a lot of competition. It, it weighs a lot on you heavily. The things you learn, you're going to learn things about yourself that are probably not the most desirable things to know. Um, right. But it's an incredibly like transformative experience if you allow it to be. And that's how okay. I think we become the best professionals. If we just allow ourselves to be fully immersed in whatever process we're in. So. I love it. I love it. Um, where can we find you on social media and where are you sharing not only your, your psychological um, mm -hmm. experiences and things like that, but also your makeup tutorials and, and <laughs> stuff like that. Where can we find you on social media and connect with you? So on social media, my, um, what is my handle is like just Rihanna Kaylee. That's all it is. Okay. Um, and then say, I don't have any special social media. I don't do anything like that, but that's where okay. I'm at on Twitter on all of those things. Um, Gotcha. I need to, nothing is separate right now, but I'm looking at putting the makeup stuff separate. So if people want to follow me now, it may be 
separated at some point in time, but it's just my name. Gotcha. I just okay. My name. Yeah. You do have a unique name, so I guess that yeah. would be taken as a handle. <laughs> yeah. It's unlike yes. Jake. Jake yeah, is right. taken by everybody. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. all right, Randall. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and, and sharing your experiences and, and your journey to where you're at. I, I really appreciate your time. Sure thing. Thanks so much, Jake. Yeah. Thank you. Uh -huh. Bye.